Hey, welcome everyone to the Crosspoint Church uh, Scripture Podcast. Uh, so good to be back with you. Um, I love the middle of the week. Well, it's only Tuesday, but you know what I mean. I love Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because those are the days when we're usually able to record and put a podcast out. So we love to get these out to you as often as we can. Uh, so always be watching for them. Of course, we're new on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And uh, so just trying to increase uh, your access to it. Um, all of this technical wizardry and wonder is brought to you by Easton Walker, our recording engineer. Hello. Hey, and without him, uh, none of this would happen. You could take that either negatively or positively. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Okay. And today we do have a uh, special uh, investigator from the UN. Uh, Jesse Sarah is also here on the in the studio of Scripture Podcast. Jesse? <laughs> Hi, my name is Jesse. I'm in fourth grade. I'm going into fifth, and I like to read and be here. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for being here. All right, so it's summertime, and Scripture Podcast rolls on. Um, our verse of the day today from version comes from Matthew 5, 9. Um, those of you who are um, high on the New Testament uh, would know this is where this is the famous Sermon on the Mount, so this is going to be really cool. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount is one of my personal favorite parts of the New Testament. I know that it's funny to pick favorite parts of the Bible, but you all do it. I'm just honest enough to say it here on uh, on the record. And uh, the Sermon on the Mount has just been very formative in my life. I got a good book on it when I was uh, first getting sober at 21. And it just, man, it got right to the heart of my heart and uh, helped me understand uh, the kingdom and... Uh, just a lot of things. So before I ramble on about that, um, let's just get into our verse of the day. It's from Matthew chapter 5, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Uh, reading from the ESV, uh, the verse is, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be the sons of God. So you know the they'll be called the sons of God. You know, the first thing we always do on our scripture podcast is to locate uh, the verse in its context, um, believing that this will help us tremendously. I mean, this is, you know, next to a professional training in the Bible uh, from a good seminary. The next best thing you can do to help you understand your scriptures is to always make sure you, you have a general understanding of the context they're found in. And so what we'll do is we'll take a look at the larger context, which is, this comes from the Gospel of Matthew, okay? So the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are all the story of Jesus's birth, life, death, and resurrection. And uh, they served as documents which have helped us understand Jesus, learn his words, hear his teaching, observe his life, understand and hear his, see his death, and to hear the factual witness, eyewitness reports of his resurrection, and uh, they have been the foundational document, so to speak, of the New Testament uh, throughout church history. And of course, um, the documents, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, often reach back into the Old Testament, showing how Jesus was the fulfillment of the Old Testament, which is important because that's what we do here on the Scripture Podcast is we always look for, you know, not just saying that all Scriptures point to Jesus, but saying, okay, where can we see him in this Scripture? And then when it comes to the Sermon on the Mount, um, context always important, but of course here important as well. So um, this is not a standalone saying. I think that's very important to remember here. So it sounds good. Blessed are the peacemakers, 
for they shall be called the sons of God. Uh, it's not bad. It's not, you know, at first it sounds like one of those kind of um, fortune cookie or cat poster or daily inspirational sayings that are like broad enough that anyone with any sense, you know, unless someone has blood dripping from their fangs, there's no way they're going to disagree with blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. You know, it's just so innocuous that you could just say, yes, I agree with that. Sure. I mean, who, who doesn't like peace, who in their own heart doesn't think they are a peacemaker. You see what I mean? It's just so broad that it's one of those like, okay, well, if the Bible is full of nice, soft sayings like this, then I'm not going to have any problem with the Bible. Why that would be a shame, that would be a shame for many reasons, but why it would, one of the, a, a big reason why it would, is that the Sermon on the Mount here, and what this is a part of, what has been called the Beatitudes, the blessed R's, the Beatitudes are some of the most radical stuff in the Bible. Okay? I, I'm saying that, and I'm not flinching, and I ain't packing down, no matter if Easton tries to make me. Okay, it is one of the most the Beatitudes and the teachings of the Sermon on the Mount is some of the most radical stuff in the Bible to where when people go, you know, if you have friends or family or coworkers who are like, yeah, I think the Bible's cool. It's just full of a lot of nice sayings. You're like, I, I know you haven't read it and I know you haven't read the Sermon on the Mount because the Sermon on the Mount takes so many things that in our culture and in our lives and in our world and in our hearts and in our human nature and turns them on their head. And it also had the same effect with the um, crowd that Jesus would have been talking to. So in keeping with context, let's go to chapter 5, where we found our verse. And starting at verse 1, it says, Seeing the crowds, he, that's Jesus, went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. All right, so culturally, you know, this is something that would happen all the time. This isn't some new and radical. Jesus is a teacher to these guys. He's a rabbi and a teacher to these guys, and they're his disciples. So he's. this is a common practice. They're going to sit down, and they're going to listen to him teach. Okay, so that's what's happening here, and it's his disciples who are listening. And he opened his mouth, verse 2, and he taught them, saying, and then try to hear, okay, what I'm going to ask of you is, if you can, if you have any kind of preconceived notions about this, just do your best. I know it's very difficult, and we all listen through the filter that we have, but do the best you can to kind of lay that down for a second. And I think the sum total of these things and how they fit together, and the, and I promise this is leading up to our verse of the day, I think they'll help you see what I mean that this is some of the most radical stuff, okay? So try not to give Sunday school listening here, but just actual like, what would you think if a guy claiming to be God started to teach you in this way, okay? So first of all, the word blessed, all right? There's a lot of, you know, you can look it up and go, why did they why did they interpret that word there? But what Jesus is saying is, what is the truly happy or the truly good person? What do they look like? You know, some even translations, I think the Living New Living Translation, I'm, don't quote me on that, would, would sometimes translate this word happy are. And that's not too far off. You know, Jesus is trying to say, here's the person who's truly a good person, a happy person, someone who's smiled on by God, who's living a good life, blessed. Okay? Verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Okay, so when we locate this verse here, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God, it sounds it starts to sound a lot more challenging like it was supposed to. So if we wonder, as we do on our podcast, what was the original author? Here Matthew's recording Jesus' words. What was Jesus trying to say to his original audience? When we begin to look again, we'll see this is kind of an inversion of what our world would consider to be a blessed person. Okay, So first of all, blessed are the poor in spirit. We're like, well, you know, that means you really love God and are a really spiritual person, but you're humble about it. And it doesn't mean that at all. It's not the intent of the verse at all. It just means what it says. So what does it mean to be poor in money? <laughs> you know, it means you don't have any. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's the thing. So Jesus is looking at these guys. He's looking at the disciples and going like, you guys are not recognized as being like the religiously educated, spiritually able. Um, when you stand to give a speech, no one listens. And he really means it. Okay. If you go through the rest of the gospel, you'll see these guys are not hiding deep spirituality behind their back. Okay. Luke, I mean, rather Peter, the boys. <laughs> They like try to bribe Jesus to let them sit on thrones next to him. They want to rain fire down on some Samaritans who don't believe in Jesus. Peter cuts an ear off when push comes to shove. When Jesus gets crucified, they'll run for him. So listen, when Jesus calls them poor in spirit, he's not being nice. He's not being subtle. You know, He's not saying that they really are rich in spirit, but just humble about it. No, he's saying that you're blessed when you don't have anything spiritually, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He shoots right for the top. Who is God looking to give his kingdom to? People who are broke as a joke and not half as funny when it comes to spiritual things. If you don't see the radical of this, radicalness of that, you're not, you're, you're cleaning it up for yourself. Easton, are you like unwrapping a piece of gum or I'm something? <laughs> My throat is uh, very scratchy, oh, and I'm okay. trying to like as quietly and as far away from the mic as possible oh, get okay. this. Sweet, what Ricola, is it? Not a sponsor. Ooh, I like that. Okay, um, <clears throat> blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Is the type of thing you only say when it isn't you mourning. You understand that we don't really believe the people who are mourning are blessed, right? Like when someone else's kid dies, we're just happy ours didn't. We want to be there for that person where, you know, we want to pray for them and we're like, okay. But deep down inside all of us, we're like happy it's not us. And here's Jesus saying, blessed are those who mourn, not just because it's cool to be broken. It's not cool to have your heart broken and to be mourning. That's not the point. In a radical way, Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is for those who look at this world, who are living in this world, and don't see anything in it to be satisfied with and happy with, who know there is something wrong here. Blessed are those who mourn. If this world breaks your heart, you're actually a blessed person, for they shall be comforted. Okay, now i got to speed up because I can't use this whole podcast to like 
preach on the Sermon on the Mount, but I just thought it was really important for us to see if we're going to get the context of blessed are the peacemakers, we have to understand these are not cute, kind, precious moment sayings that Jesus is going through. So we now going faster, blessed are the meek. That's people who have their, they do not express their strength and power over other people. Meekness. Jesus says those kind of people inherit the earth. Maybe Jesus needs to turn on the news because so far, people who do not express their strength are not inheriting the earth. Okay? It's actually the exact opposite. You need a trillion dollar a year military if you want to inherit the earth. But maybe Jesus knows something we don't know. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. If you go to the front page of who's who in in the West or really anywhere else, you're not going to find people there who hunger and thirst for righteousness, okay? But Jesus says if you're like that, then you are the sort of person who will be satisfied with the kingdom of God. Blessed are the merciful. That's not true in our world. Blessed are those who get one over on the other person before they get them. But Jesus says blessed are the merciful, actually, because they're going to receive mercy. And if you're pure in heart, you're going to see God. And if you're a peacemaker in this world, you'll be called a son of God. And if you're persecuted for righteousness' sake, you're actually blessed. Okay, so the big deal here is what I'm what I'm trying to grind in with my heel here is these blessed are are basically saying that in the world's eyes, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're ready for the kingdom of God, then you are going to basically be failing and bombing in a big way as it comes to being cool and powerful in this world. Okay, It's the radical message of the gospel. And uh, that's where our blessed is the peacemakers, for they should be called the sons of God, uh, comes in. It's a radical thing. So if you, when you find yourself in the middle, when you're trying to make peace and you have even people on the left and right telling you you're not doing it right, you, God is looking at you and saying, you will actually be called one of my kids. Okay, so that's the original context. There's so much I would like to say. Maybe there's so much you'd want to hear, and I understand that completely. I'm just trying to keep with, the, um, with our intent here with our podcast and just trying to place this in its context. Because here, let me heavily encourage you. You need to keep reading through Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7. He, the Sermon on the Mount just keeps going, man. This is where you get, the, you know, you're the salt of the world, the light. You're not to be hidden under a bushel. Um, Christ came to fulfill the law, not abolish it. You get, if you look after a woman to lust after her, you have committed adultery in your heart. You get, um, if you uh, hate your brother in your heart, you've committed murder. Uh, you get, don't lay up your treasures on earth where moth and rust can destroy and thieves break in and steal. Lay up your treasures in heaven. You get the Lord's prayer. You get, uh, if your neighbor strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the left. Also, you get love your enemies, pray for those who curse you. You get uh, do not judge others. I mean, it just keeps going, man. The Sermon on the Mount is the radical teachings of Jesus. Okay, and very important to remember, it all hangs together. They're not isolated sayings. It's like a complete layout of how the kingdom of God and what God loves and what God is seeing are so different than what people value and see. From beginning to end, it has so much to do with that. And then his fulfillment of the Old Testament law and how Jesus is calling us to a righteousness that goes beyond outward obedience to outward strictures and has more to do with the change of the human heart to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and other people as yourself and not pretend to and not do it just because you're afraid of going to hell, but actually from the inside out learning to love God and other people because of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, the kingdom of God. 
It's good stuff, people. All right, so blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Um, where can we see Jesus in these verses, okay? What's really cool, I mean, it's going to be easy to see Jesus in these verses because he's the one actually saying them, but this is a really neat angle on Jesus' mission on earth, okay? There was a lot to it, but here's something. We know from Ephesians, we know from Colossians, we know from Revelation, we know from a lot of places that one of the main things that Jesus did when he died on the cross, he made peace between who? Man and God. So because Jesus took the punishment for our peace, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Romans 6 says that. What did it actually look like to be a peacemaker? That's why I saw I'm, I'm like, this is radical, this is radical. Like, Josiah, are you sure you're not overdoing it a little bit? And why do you always have a problem with precious moments? Well, we can talk about that precious moments thing some other time, but here, am I sure it's radical? Well, look at Jesus. When he was making peace between God and man, what did the religious authorities and the government authorities and some of the people around him think about what he was doing? They certainly did not call him a son of God. As remember that when he stood up for peace between when he was giving his life when he was when he was a peacemaker and he knew he was blessed the people the religious authorities around him and some of his community said you're cursed you are a blasphemer and you're cursed of God and we're going to prove it because we're going to hang you on a cross and you're going to die and God isn't going to save you and then everyone will see that this peace you're trying to make between God and man is just a big sham because you don't look like what we think you should look like so do you understand that? So when you go out and go, blessed are the peacemakers, I'm going to be called the son of God. This is going to be great. You know, I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a peacemaker and, and people are going to love it. A lot of times they're not going to love it. You're, you're going to become the problem. Like when you get in between two people who are swinging at each other, like let's say at a family reunion or something, when you catch it in the nose for trying to make peace between these two brothers, that's. That's got a lot to do with what this verse is saying here, okay? When you become a peacemaker, people are not always going to be a big fan of yours. All right, now look at this too. Jesus made peace between God and man. He also made peace between the Jews and the Samaritans. You guys remember that? The Samaritans were half-blooded Jews, okay? They were, and they were like the we don't like them, we don't hang out with them clan and people, you know, you guys have heard it all. Jewish people would go all the way around Samaria so they didn't have to go inside. They've made bad jokes about Samaritans. They talk bad about them. Now listen, it was mutual. The Samaritans talked bad about Jews, um, had their own worship and way of doing things, and so they were no fans of the Jews either. Jesus goes and a woman who was a Samaritan talks to him at the well. You guys recall all this. And that becomes another time where the people are like, oh, man, Jesus talks to Samaritans. He's talking to a Samaritan woman. His disciples come back, and they're like, oh, why is he talking to a woman, let alone a Samaritan, and on and on. Then Jesus tells the story of the good Samaritan. You guys remember that? And he shocks and offends everybody around him because he's making peace between the Jews and the Samaritans. And then we know he pushes it even further where he made, he, you know, by his Holy Spirit, he used Paul to extend the peace of God between Jews and Gentiles. All right, so Jesus was a peacemaker, and he and it always cost him. And then we see Paul became a peacemaker between Jews and Gentiles, and it cost him. They beat him. The Jews beat up on him. The, a lot of the Gentiles he went to beat up on him and put him in prison. So blessed are the peacemakers. You better hold on to that because when you follow our verse of the day, it's not always going to look like you're being called a son of God, and that's why 
we need this Sermon on the Mount and the radical teaching here because Jesus need to realign things and bring, you know, God's point of view from heaven to earth. And it's not the nice cutesy stuff we thought it was going to be. Um, I also have a little interjection, which you can, you know, certify after this, but I think something that is good to pay attention to is that it says peacemakers, mm-hmm. which means that you're making something, which requires work. Yeah. And uh, in the NLT, which is kind of in between like paraphrasing and thought for thought, mm-hmm. as far as translations go, mm-hmm. actually reads, uh, God blesses those who work for peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in your daily life, it's good to remember that if you want to be a peacemaker, it's not just going to happen. You have to actively decide, okay, I'm going to make myself at peace. I'm going to not get in arguments with people, even when I know I'm right, mm-hmm. you know, it just in small daily things. But And that's right, Ethan. You know what's cool is that, again, I'm thinking about Jesus and what it basically came down to, and, you, and you'll notice this, it's exactly what you're saying. Jesus would talk peace, so he'd be talking peace and reconciliation, and then there would be like this community pressure to be like, quit doing that. And then Jesus was put his body at risk, he put his um, physical well-being at risk to always be talking this peace, and then ultimately it it came out in flesh and bone, right? They threatened Jesus, stop talking about this stuff. And he laid down his physical life, he laid down his reputation. He lost friends, and he laid down his physical life to make peace. So I think you're 100% correct. And I think as Christians, when we try to make – we have a lot, I think Christians in the West a lot, have made it about talking a lot but not doing anything, then what do you Mm -hmm. get? You know, people don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes uh, being a peacemaker also means just not talking. Yeah. In a lot of situations, it's very – uh, it's very popular now to uh, debate and argue with people just for the sake of it. There's always like a us versus them type of mm-hmm. mentality. I actually had a shirt that I bought that said us versus them that uh, I threw <laughs> I threw out or donated a couple of years ago because I was like, this isn't really a, a Christian view, so maybe I shouldn't wear that. Yeah, you were not. You didn't want to be blessed, apparently. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did, so I threw it out. So. All right. All right, sweet. Well, thanks for joining us for the um, Scripture Podcast. Um, I love this one, especially because it helped us really dig into some stuff. The Bible is relevant, people, relevant to your daily life. So thank you for tuning in. We hope um, that the Scripture Podcast is a part of your uh, daily Bible study of your own. So don't let it replace it. We're not here to do the work for you, but with you, okay? Uh, we love you guys. Pray for you. If you have any suggestions, encouragement, or whatever, You can hit us on Facebook. You can um, email me at jserra at thecrosspoint.com. Appreciate it. See you next time. Peace.